Hey, it's Alan here. And Bree. And, and we, we are, are the, the hunter, hunter and, and the, the hippie. hippie. Connected through yoga and bonded by our love of the wild places and the love for outdoors, we've come together to share our conversations about life. Well, maybe more so what we've learned or are continuing to learn about life. And there's no one way to do it. Life is. And hopefully provide you with some teeny tiny bits of inspiration to connect deeper with yourself, others, and our great Mother Earth. All right, all right, enough already about the podcast. Let's just get to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, Bri? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing awesome. I am so excited to chat with you. I want to hear all about you watching Snowmelt. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, you uh, you made that post on on Instagram, and I was like, "Yep." I'm like, "I like say no more." I get it. I yeah. totally, I totally get it. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's explain. Do, do you want to start with uh, with some breathing, or do you want oh, to... sure, yeah. As I, I I need it. I need some breath. Pound my second cup of coffee. You know, my heart. All right, so wherever you are, just closing your eyes or finding a soft gaze if you can't close your eyes. And let's just take three deep inhales through the nose and open mouth exhales together to begin letting go of anything from earlier today, anything from later today. So taking a deep inhale, filling all the way up. And then a big open mouth, exhale, sigh. And again, breathing in and letting go. One last time, deep breath in and complete release out. And sealing your lips, finding a steady inhale through the nose. And a nice, slow, long exhale through the nose. Just observing the quality of your breath. Feeling the temperature of your breath through the nostrils on your inhale and exhale. Maybe noticing the cadence of your breath between each breath cycle. Or if there's a difference between your inhales and exhales. Just observing without commentary or judgment. Just beginning to become aware uh, with whatever's present. And then expanding this awareness into the entire body. 
just noticing how your body feels. Maybe even how your breath feels within your body. Which areas feel dense, restrictive or constricted? And where you might feel open, welcoming or soft. Which areas of your body receive your breath? Which areas don't? Just observe the range of sensations that are arising. Be with it, whether it changes or not. Be with it, not needing it to be any other way than the way it is right now. And bring to mind a challenging experience or maybe just something you've been stuck on. See if you can find one thing within it. Nothing too small that you can be grateful for within that challenge. Just feeling that no matter what comes your way, there's always something within it you can be grateful for. And allow that gratitude to well up in your entire body. Allow yourself to absorb that feeling so you can take it with you. When you feel ready, slowly fluttering your eyes open. Thanks. Yeah. You're in a different room. I am. I moved. See, I just I, I just noticed that. I didn't even notice you were in you're like, let me shut my door. I figured you were shutting your same door and no. Different you're in room. a totally different room. You moved. When when did that happen? Oh I know we talked about it. <laughs> it's been talked to them. <laughs> you know how things like love to all line up at the same time. So yeah, like hunting mm -hmm. season hunting season and moving all in the last couple weeks so um yeah <laughs> so so things have been slow around and you. you've also you're also in a new room <laughs> i am in a new room i'm i'm in florida i'm visiting uh visiting some family nice. i uh i came to the land of freedom for a bit yeah <laughs> uh, 
It, uh, yeah, just uh, my, my nephew had a bowling tournament. They actually, he's on the high school bowling team. Oh, cool. And uh, they made it to uh, the state championships. And so okay. I, I came for that. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, and then got to spend, hang out, spend some time. I go home Sunday. Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, I haven't been, I haven't been here in since uh, January of 2020. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's crazy. It's humid. I yeah. forgot what, I forgot what humidity is like. Oh yeah. You so, get some nice exfoliation of the skin. Right. <laughs> Every day is a spa day. Yeah. Get yeah. it. That's the truth. <laughs> so how's, how's the new house? Is it, is it good? Everything yeah, going on? it's really good. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still in Cody and um, have a little more, not that I need more space. It's funny as I'm moving in, you know, I've lived in my car. I've lived in a very, like my apartment before was smaller. I mean, I felt like it was a really, it was like a perfect size mm -hmm. um, for one person. Um, but, you know, I think with the nature of like working from home and seeing clients at home, it was it's nice to now be in a space where I have a dedicated space for certain things. So it's like before my computer and my desk was set up in the living room, which is open to the kitchen. And then mm -hmm. my, where I saw private clients was my bedroom, which was very large. And I just put a screen divider from my bed. So it doesn't feel creepy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> come into my bedroom like that's weird. <laughs> so now it is like more of a space where like I have my dedicated office space and then mm -hmm. in the living room there's enough room to see clients there and then also I'll host some workshops and series in there um just you know when I when I can't host at the local studio yeah where nice. kind of there's not the time for it. like you know when you're at a studio, you have to work within where they don't have classes. And usually where there's classes is a popular time. So um, this will just add something that I can have as a resource. So nice. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Are your they're, parents are your parents in town or no, they're not in town. They'll they were in town right before I left to go hunt. Well, my mom was in town right before I left to go hunting because that's when everything was closing and floors were being, we mm -hmm. put in new flooring um, cause it was all carpet. And so she was like helping with that while I went out of reception. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so then I came back and was like, okay, the floors they're they just were as everything is in, in kind of construction and home reno, like stuff is on, back order so the floors are complete enough to move in but there's finishing touches that need to happen so mm -hmm. um that's on back order sitting sitting in the middle of the ocean yeah not, and it's just the luckily it's only the transition pieces between because we have like the faux hardwood floors mm -hmm. and so it's just that so all the hardwood was they had enough for all the hardwood fake hardwood flooring so that's nice that there's not nice. like random rooms that chunks of flooring missing or something. Up, yeah but i can't paint anything until those pieces go in oh. and you know when they take off the baseboards all of that like it's just kind of 
everything's a little chipped and whatever. But yep. so fun, fun times. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I. Stop. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's exciting to say the least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am so excited to hear. I, I made a joke about your your you watching snow melt. Right? Oh yeah. You, you you posted. I'm excited to hear about your hunting stories, um, because right you like that's that's a lot, and I get it. Like you're out there hunting, and people think like you just go and like you see an animal. Like I, you know, I'm here in Florida, and I I think it was my brother-in-law, and maybe I forget. Maybe it was my brother-in-law. It might have been someone else, but they were like. Oh, so, so you can just go out and get an elk and like you don't just go out and get an elk no. right like it, if it was that easy everyone would do it yeah um but and then i then you made your post about watching snow melt and i was mm-hmm. like yes i was like i've done that like i've absolutely like <sighs> like at least something's happening yeah <laughs> yeah. you're like what do i freaking do now it's like, yep. oh, i'm gonna have to take a moment to enjoy it because i'm i'm stumped <laughs> yeah. uh, so so you uh you you went out hunting what a week and a half ago uh when, I when did hunt- october 16th was my first day out the season opened october 15th but i prepping to be out for a, a week um mm-hmm. I just had so much happen leading up to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it was actually hilarious that Friday morning I wanted, well, originally I thought I'd go Thursday night, be there for opening day, opening morning. And I just realized as the week went on, I was like, I can't get everything done if I want to like be fully in it while I'm out yep. there. Mm-hmm. So then Friday morning it turned into I have a whole day's worth of work to do, you know? Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it was really fascinating that day actually, because my, I was working on some computer stuff and everything disappeared, (laughs) you know, like, like, like one of those where I'm like, what just happened? You know, so it was like three hours of troubleshooting to get things I needed back in. Oh, shit. And a day or two before my, the water pump in my garden, my farm stand kaputzed. But I had time to like, I was looking where I could order one online or try to pick one up locally so I could get it going. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I can't pick one up locally. So then I troubleshot with the lettuce grow I like with the pump and I thought I got it to work but it was it was pumping water but it would only pump it two feet instead of like the Mm -hmm. five or six feet that it needs to for how tall my tower is so it turns out like I spent you know a couple hours troubleshooting that and then was like moved it all to the new place Mm -hmm. well I had to take it apart I might as well move it while I'm and so yeah, while well, it's apart, yeah, right. And so I set it all up thinking it was going to work and it didn't. So then I had to break it all down, empty it all out, and like put it. Oh my gosh. So I'm like over here and it's like 7 p.m. on Friday. And I'm like, I, I actually did just, I just had to like sit down at one point and like, yeah, take a moment to breathe because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I just want to be 
out in nature. I just want to be, I've had some like stressful weeks and I'm just ready to like be very like mono focused, you know? Yep. Um, so they, it definitely like life made me earn it. So (laughs) (laughs) but I went out Saturday, October 16th. and And how long were you out for? What's that? How long were you out for? The plan was, so my boyfriend came out on Sunday. He ended up having, he was out on a fire in Oregon and couldn't come out till later. So kind of all that worked out perfectly. Um, So he came out Sunday and he could stay until the following Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But my whole mentality was, well, if I don't, by Saturday night, if I don't get an elk, I want him to go out antelope hunting with me because- it's slightly guaranteed I think in 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 Wyoming that you'll get an antelope and I just wanted someone there to like support you know like help me with the whole process right so that was kind of the game plan um so we got out Sunday and I had spent you know a day and a half kind of doing a little more scouting and I mean obviously hunting like have my rifle with me and everything but just trying to figure out what zone we were going to go into because we were planning to backpack out. Um, but my unit, the northern part of the unit, which is where I was, is there's mm-hmm. so many ATV roads. Mm. So it was one of those areas where you would hike out miles, but then it just be a couple miles from an ATV road. Yeah. There was no real place to like backpack out and set up camp where you wouldn't just be right by someone who could pull up in their ATV and hike out. So there's no wilderness out where? So there is wilderness, but so that post actually Uh was from Monday, this Monday. So on Sunday, like I had explored an area, went to another place, saw fresh tracks because there was snow on the ground. Uh And followed it for a while and then it crossed the creek and like you couldn't get to where it was so I was like I'm gonna come back Monday and mm-hmm. intercept those like I kind of figured out some areas to cross and yeah. I was like, I'll try to intercept them so I actually follow those tracks for five miles into this big open like meadow basin area the that meadow is probably maybe like a mile in length uh-huh. And on the other side of that meadow is an ATV road. Oh my gosh. And I knew that because we actually drove that road. Like we were able to drive yeah. that road to that lookout. So I've looked out onto that meadow from the other side. But so that was wilderness area. That was like an area I hiked out into wilderness area. But like, uh-huh. so basically the entire length of the wilderness is like for that section is five miles you know and yeah it was really the southern part of the unit I think there's more opportunity to have like backpacked out but still like so much like I don't know it's just it was just kind of a weird and there's a big chunk of private land um that's right and that's right on the other side of Shell Canyon is just this big chunk where like there's a thousand elk just hanging out you know you could see them 
we didn't see him. We, we came up on some ATVers that we were talking to and they're like, have you guys seen any? We're like, no, like you haven't even seen fresh signs of elk. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, there's like a, we saw like this massive herd just, and they said like 500 elk. And then when we talked to the game warden, he's like 500, it's more like a thousand to 2000 elk, like sitting on this private land. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's wild. The funny thing is it's apparently it's Kanye, Kanye West, one of, one of his, uh, properties, properties out here. Of course it is. <laughs> But, so you so you spent so so how long were you out? So you were out from well, I was Saturday, out for, uh, like undisturbed, like out for a week, mm-hmm. and then I went back for three additional days after that. So Saturday to Saturday, and then went out this past Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. And, and you then, didn't you didn't you haven't seen an animal? So no. So I get out Saturday, no fresh signs, nothing. And then Wednesday, we're glassing this, you can glass from the road, this bench trail on Mm -hmm. the side of the canyon. Mm -hmm. And we catch, well, I didn't, Andy glassed like some elk in the trees on the edge of this clearing. And a lot of people won't like, that was a nice thing about the bench trails. A lot of people won't hike it because it's really like, it's hard to access say like the middle parts of it without doing a big hike. Yep. Um, but the downfall is you can glass it from the whole thing. You can glass from the road. Yeah. There are like in the Western side of it, there's areas you can just park and like bushwhack up but then the creek crosses over the highway under the highway and so Mm. there's this whole zone where you can't get through that canyon of the creek so we last these elk we're like okay we're gonna go and cross like cross the creek and then it's about only like two miles Mm -hmm. by cutting the creek um and there's cattle out there too and so we get up to like the edge of the clearing and we sit and we're glassing. And then all of a sudden four horses, four people come up on horses and they're, of course they do. yeah. And they're moving the cattle out. So they come in and, and, and the elk. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we were kind of hopeful that maybe the elk were far enough that didn't like bother them but we hadn't even seen them at this point being once we Mm -hmm. got out there so they cleared the cattle out and we're like well let's just go in the trees we'll go in early and skirt around and see if maybe they move somewhere in the trees and but it's that crunchy snow yeah crunchy snow and like deadfall so it's like yep we're we're not quiet so you can't move without making a peep if they don't smell us they're hearing us you know, uh-huh. whatever. So anyways, we go around and we come out. And this is we saw a lot of moose. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You always see the animals that you don't have tags for. Yeah. And so it was <laughs> hilarious because that day, because we like bushwhacked up to the trail after crossing the creek, we're coming down. Uh-huh. And the area that we wanted to come down from, there is a cow calf moose. And we're like, well, we can't mess with them. So we like it put us into this just like treacherous like 
thorn bush bushwhack like oh that's awful and it was like and in my head I'm like even if we got an elk like I don't know because it was super steep too you know I was like mm-hmm. how this is gonna be like really sketchy to pack out <laughs> yep <laughs> true <laughs> Uh, so that happened and then we decided the game one of the game wardens had told us like they were like oh they're shooting a lot of elk in these areas and it was the blm land behind the western end of the canyon Mm -hmm. so we decided to go back and try to find a way if we can hike out to this one area we take the road for a while and again it like kind of turns into atv road type stuff we park it where it doesn't feel like where the, as far as the truck can go and we hike up this mountain and as we're getting to the top of the mountain we're like and we're like literally get up and it was like atvs going by and we're like <gasps> just worked our butts off to like that's so frustrating <laughs> So we sat down and we were just glass in there and we're like, okay. And this was still like very sagey area. It's probably their win. Like there's lots of signs of old elk signs. So we're like, this yep. is a winter area. And we see some trees like kind of far off. Mm-hmm. And, but there's these two gulches. So these two big canyons between us that are mm-hmm. in- impassable. So it was really like we had to go around to this other area in BLM land to hike in to where we could even figure out where to go. So we start looking on Onyx seeing where can we, is there a passable place from the bench trail area that we could cross over? Mm -hmm. And I see this like, looks like a gully that might be passable. Mm -hmm. So we decide like, let's go into town, have a burger, like, reset and then head back out in the afternoon so we do that and we get to we hike into the area where we think is passable and it's this like these this rock fin kind of comes out and as we get around to see it's super like cliff cliffy in there so it it's not something it wasn't possible wasn't passable so like let's just walk along on this we were like a couple benches above the actual trail so we start to hike along there. We get into this small little like knob and we're standing and we're kind of thinking like, let's head over to the straw and like we'll bust from there. And the light hits something on that draw. Mm-hmm. And Andy goes to pull out his binos and I see, I was like, oh, like that's, yeah, that's an elf. Yeah, so we that's like, an elf, yeah. We see some elk, so we sit down in this little depression, and we're all along this draw. We see probably like maybe like thirty elk. Wow, are, are exposed 20, 20, 20 to thirty. That's a, that's awesome. How far away? Like, what's the what's the distance? About four hundred yards. All right. So we're sitting there, and we're just seeing like. Okay, we see a five point, we see a four point, we see some spikes, we see, you know, like plenty of cows, like, and so he's like, okay. What do you have a tag for? You have, you have, you have a, you have a bull any, tag? I have any, any elk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those, the, those Wyoming resident tags, that must be nice. 
<laughs> yes, they are nice. <laughs> well, here's the other crazy thing is the that unit was general uh-huh. general deer mm-hmm. at the same time. Interesting. So even though like that was I think another element that made it really mm-hmm. tough was that like opening weekend we have general deer in there. Yeah. And with- there's just so many hunters like even though they're not hunting elk, like just a lot of pressure and movement mm-hmm. and action. So right. I think it really, ju- they were like, get out of here. And then we went up to higher elevations one of the days, but they're not, the herds aren't up there. Like I think mm-hmm. we might've seen tracks of like a solo bull, but the herds of, they had just kind of cl- cleared out of those, those access points. But so we have this plan because of being a new hunter and like new and you, and you just shooting my rifle, like, you know, I practiced a bunch of the summer, but like I, we had decided like anything, I won't shoot anything over 200 yards. Like I wanted 200 yards in feels ethical, like an ethical shot for me. 400 yard shots far. Yeah. Like I was it's that far way. for anyone. Like yeah. whether you, whether you've been shooting a while or not, like yeah, it's it's not an easy shot to make, right? You so, have to you have to understand yeah. a lot when you're taking a shot like that. Yeah, you have to understand ballistics of your your weapon and mm-hmm. right, like how you're feeling in that moment, mm-hmm. right? The the wind, the weather. Yeah. So, four hundred yards out, and. We have this plan and as he's telling me it, he looks over, he's like looking over at me talking and then he like looks behind me and he's like, there's two hunters coming up. No. So I like look at them and this, oh my gosh, it's funny to tell a story. I'm like, I'm at peace with it now. (laughs) But, um, you know, there's one guy in front looks a little bit younger and then there's this older like out of shape <laughs> man on an atv on an atv no atv <laughs> that was the whole thing of like this zone no atvs can come in That's like great. we're willing to hike out there horses mm-hmm. can access it yep. but he's using his rifle as a walking stick oh my gosh like, barrel down <laughs> oh my god so what had happened is because you can glass it from the road and this was this is west of where the creek crosses the highway so there are access points where you just walk up some really steep hills to get up to the bench trail and on it um and so they had glassed them from the road parked somewhere in line with it and then just hiked up from from the road. Just literally walked right up to it. Yeah, I mean it's still a tough hike, but you're yeah. cutting off miles, right? Um, yeah. So he's like, "We need to make our move now." And then we like scooch through like the sunny area, we get into the shade, and we're going up. But as we go in, because it's the straw, like it's steep, and the trees get thicker. Mm-hmm. And as we're kind of getting closer, we get to a point, but it would be like a a free like a shot where I had nothing to rest my right we were like 175 yards but nothing to like brace my uh, rifle on and it was just kind of one of those things too like is that really smart to take and uh-huh. it was a pretty small window 
Um, and then a shot goes off. And so we're like, the herd is kind of up this draw and then against this canyon wall, this rock yep. face. The shot goes off and they had, I think they had caught our scent or their scent or seen us because they had already started to kind of file against this cliff face. Yep. And the shot goes off and it's not like they all just bolt, right? They don't. They don't bolt. Yeah. So they just continue to file along this cliff face and we do uh-huh. have a window between the trees of it, but they're moving. So I'm not going to, and I can't see a full elk even to like know what I'd be shooting at. Um, so they're filing, they're filing. And then it was crazy. Cause like we looked over to the draw and there's like five cows huddled together and frozen against this rock face. Just like, <laughs> They literally were like, what do we do? <laughs> like, they're, they're just standing there like, uh, like uh, was, it, was that one of us that got shot? Yeah, they're like, what, what, what? And especially the canyon, it reverberates, you know? Yep. So we're then, we're still like, hey, we, we might, there's a possibility. Like if they're yep. not all moving, like we might be able to get in. And it just like the further up we get, the thicker it gets, the steeper it gets, the harder, there's no clear view. Yeah. Another shot goes off. Okay. Second hunter. No, that hunter didn't have a rifle. Oh, interesting. Same hunter, second shot. So I was oh. like, what was that? You know, and he's like, well, he might be finishing it off. Like, finishing it off. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So I said, like, we came from the way that they're filing out. And mm-hmm. I was like, the cliff face comes down. So why don't we go that way and try to intercept them? So we back yeah, up, cut them off. Go, yeah. Pick up my cat pack. We got, we start going that direction, start coming up. Another shot goes off. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so after the second shot, they yelled something. And so Andy thinks they, he's, they were like, well, we got it. Like the second first shot was total miss probably Mm -hmm. second shot got them. And then that third shot, they had probably hiked up and finished it off, finished it off. So, but as we're coming up, we, we get up and there's this big rock and the part of the herd stopped and we set up my pack set up my rifle Mm -hmm. and he he thought we had we spooked a bull like ran off to the right I didn't see the bull but we didn't I don't think it was us that spooked him we don't who knows what happened because the rest of the herd ended up just they weren't spooked and or anything they were just hanging out there and then they just start feeding Mm -hmm. and this is like this is the, this is the, you know, the interesting kind of observation of like human nature in a sense. Yeah. In that, like I went out to get meat in the freezer. Right. Uh huh. And here I am with a cow, perfect broadside, 125 yards. Yeah. And because we knew a bull got spooked over. I decide, okay, well, I'm going to wait for that bull to come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how long did it take for that bull to come back? 
The bull did not come back. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so we had probably spot that herd around 3.30 and now uh, we're at about, by the time we get uh, here, wait, starting to wait, I would guess it was maybe 5.30, uh-huh. 5.45. I, I have no idea. Um, and we're waiting and we're sitting and the cows are sitting there and Mm -hmm. just doing their thing and have my crosshairs on a cow and 6.20 and that's sunset. So shooting hour, we have, you know, 30 30 minutes. minutes. Sit there for 30 more minutes. The cow's still on your sides. I can still add two cows. <laughs> I had opportunities. Uh, so and then, so what was your deciding factor? Like you're like you know, like day is about to end. Mm-hmm. Like why didn't you pull the trigger? Like so, it's funny. Like Andy asked, like, "What's your what is?" Talk to me before the hunt, you know. And I said, yeah. "Well, I do. I would like to go for a bull." Mm-hmm. But towards the end, if if that's not happening, I'll like I'll shoot a cow I want meat in the freezer. And like, and you know, obviously we've said this on this on this podcast before, you shoot on the first day what you'd shoot on the last day. Right. Right. So it's it's a much different decision when you're when you're out there though. Mm-hmm. Like you say that and it's yeah. very different when you're when you're in the moment. Yeah. So what I find fascinating is by this, this was Thursday and I'd been out since Saturday mm-hmm. and I was going to be done by Saturday night. And so that yeah. really, really should have been, I mean, with the amount of the lack of elk that we were seeing, yeah, it shouldn't have been a question. I should have shot that cow. Yeah. You know, um, I think we just felt like bulls right off there and might wander back because they weren't creep you know they weren't spooked out they were really just hanging out and it wouldn't be surprising for I mean when we were watching them on the draw they were wandering around you know and um this is what's wild though so shooting hours are over Uh and while we were watching that well first of all I think one of the beautiful things about not being able to shoot from super far away and this is the same thing with archery is you get such an intimacy with the animals. Absolutely. Like they're just chirping, talking, like, Uh you know, like, I mean, we sat and listened to them for over an hour. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's just so cool. You're like, I wonder what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're like, what is going on? We hear like a, I I kept joking. I was like, cause there were a few spikes in the group. Mm-hmm. And there was like an attempt at a bugle, and I was like, "Oh, that's probably like one of the teenagers like trying to get his yeah. his bugling down." <laughs> his voice crack. His voice is <laughs> cracking. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but as it was happening, like they're on this kind of talus, the top of this like talus scree field, and one of them like knocked a rock off, and we saw it like go down. We're like, "Ooh, that's don't want to get hit by one of those." So Mm -hmm. after shooting hours, we're waiting because we don't, again, we don't want to spook them. 
and they start to make more movement and commotion and they start knocking rocks. And so we're like, okay, there's enough noise. Let's back up and put our layers on, put our headlamps on, start to hike out. As we're backing up, those few rocks getting knocked off turned into like basically it sounds like a train coming down the mountain. Oh, shit. So we thought maybe they knocked a big boulder and it was like taking out all the, the scree and all this stuff. So we're actually, and because the trees are thick when we backed up, we actually have no idea where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So we each get behind two different trees to try to block. Like I'm literally like grabbing my pack and like covering my head and like running over to where I can get blocked off from anything coming down. Right. And we're sitting there like trying to get our stuff on as it's just continuing, continuing, continuing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we hear the elk talking like the entire herd was coming down that. down the mountain beside us. Yeah. Like it sounded like they were all around us. Like they were literally just come. They're like, all right, it's dark. Let's go. Let's get into a different zone. You know, that's awesome. So you got to, ex- <laughs> you got to experience the stampede. You got to experience the, what I got to experience. It was like, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> It, it does. It sounds like a train. Like yeah. it's, it's wild. You're like, I will die. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I so like, get your cow call out. So that like, if, as we're going down, they like, don't, we don't spook, like make them do something sporadic and spook them. Like let's yeah. make them think. Or, you know. Oh my gosh. It was like so funny, but yeah. So did you go back there the next morning? So we did, that was our, like, maybe not, you know. And, 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 and it was a whole herd. Do you know how many, like, was it the 30 or was it like 200? So we found out the next morning it was about 150 head. Yeah. Okay. So when we saw them filing out that night, Andy's like, I think it was a herd of about a hundred. Cause he's like, they just kept filing yeah. the, the cliff face. And then the next day um, they said it was like 150. So we go out thinking, okay, maybe they'll be in this area, but it was really the end of that bench trail. And then it kind of opens up to some sage. Um, and we hiked out and we came across this father daughter duo older, like a daughter was like my age, probably, or maybe like early thirties mm-hmm. and we're chatting with them. And they're like, you see any signs that way? And we're like, no, we didn't see any. And we've had, went in kind of the same way that we went the night before mm-hmm. or the afternoon before. And we're like, no, no signs. They're like, yeah, we heard um, some guy shot a, a five point in here last night. And we heard there's a herd of 150. And we're like, oh, really? 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 Didn't like, know. We didn't say last night initially. Yeah. Like, oh, some guy shot a, a five point in here and like heard there's a herd of 150. We're like, oh, really? When was that? They're like, oh, last night. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Oh, interesting. Had no clue. Goes, you think if there's a herd of 150, you'd see something, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Those elk, those pesky elk. <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they ended up like not following. We still kind of didn't know like where they were. So we obviously yeah. didn't want to like say anything. Right. Instead of them following where we had come from, they turned around and then we just went out and kind of glassed for a while and then came back and we kept walking that trail and we came up on some game wardens. 
talking to them and they said the same thing. Guy guy shot it last night or heard of 150 and we're like, yeah, we when we shared, we're like, yeah, we know we were like in it. We were just trying to get closer when the shots went off and mm-hmm. um and then the warden said that they crossed the highway. Uh, and is is that your border of yeah. your unit? Oh, that sucks. It was like, yeah, they they cross the highway at night, and they're so they're in the unit above north of just above me. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah. So you're just you're starting over. Yep. Like day day six, day seven, I'm starting over. Like, mm-hmm. all right. So what do we what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> where do we want to like hike around you know yep and then what's your what's your mindset like what, what was your mindset before you found the elk what six days in uh um, six days in not seeing a thing like you defeated you where are you yeah. like oh yeah i mean you like my like life lessons from that first was like wow how quickly this is like what I, what I teach, what I preach, how quickly mm-hmm. it changed, you know, like set an intention, use yep. it as your guide. Um, you know, even just how much like the possibility of more and how that can change, you know, what, how one thing can be. Yeah. Like I think perfect example is like how we can, it, a lot of it with like gratitude too, right? Like something we can be so grateful for all of a sudden becomes a given, right? And so it's in a mm-hmm. similar sense, it was like, well, I'd just be happy with a with a cow. I just want meat in the freezer. And then now there's this possibility for more and how the just human nature is. I mean, it's a practice to stay true to that, right? Versus being yeah. like, oh, well, there's a possibility for more. So I'm gonna, you know, grass is greener or like, maybe there's something better or like you see something better and you're like, well, maybe that's possible. Right. Um, yep. Versus being really just grateful and steady with, with mm-hmm. what you want, you know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll challenge you on that just cause you set the intention, right? Like, yeah, your, your, your overall intention is to fill the freezer, but you, you like you told Andy, right? Like you want a bowl. Yeah. And then at the end, right. So like, it wasn't like you're like, at the beginning, you're like, I'm, I'll take meat in the freezer. Like, that's all I want. Right? Like, meat in the freezer was the, was the, the, the minimum goal, mm-hmm. right? But you still went out there with, like, all right, I want a bull. And if I have to, then I will shoot a cow. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like you were like, I just want meat in the freezer. And then you went out there, you saw the cow, and you're like, but maybe, yeah. right? Like, you, you weren't, like, going up. Mm-hmm. So... So I see what you're saying, and I and I agree that like yes, we we do that often, right? Like it's right, we we do that very often. Well, what if what if there is something better, right? What if what if this isn't everything? But you already had that intention set, mm-hmm. right? You had that intention set of I'm going for a bull, and uh, and yeah, and and then it just didn't it didn't work out for you, sadly. Yeah. Well, and I think you know it's. And maybe it's also getting more specific, right? Like by mm-hmm. what day do you say uh, now it's meat and free, you know, yeah. like now it's, I, I'll shoot. And I think 
hindsight again is 2020. And I think it was for not seeing any, it's one thing if we're seeing elk every day, yeah. right. Then it's like, yeah, let's stick with this bull, this, this bull direction, but yeah. we're not seeing, we're not seeing anything. Yep. We're not even seeing like fresh. We're barely like, maybe we think we saw some like fresh tracks up in the snow, like up higher of like a solo bull, but to glass and find a solo bull that is i mean that is and the literal needle in the haystack that is the you you are that is pure luck there's yeah. no i don't i don't know i just don't think there's any real you can have all the skills in the world and it still is going to be luck to find that solo bull that's roaming through how many acres of land yeah 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 if they're not if they're not running right and they're not mm-hmm. they're not calling they're not announcing they're not bugling um yeah i mean i mean you can try to track it for days yeah they're always going to be move be able to move faster than you and then just like you said depending on how thick it is mm-hmm. right that's the key thing and and just to find one versus finding a whole herd yeah right? when you find the whole herd it's it's easy right you spot you spot 30 of them you're like oh there's 30 elk yeah right one you you can see something move through a tree and like you see something like did something move mm-hmm. and like oh i don't see anything anymore maybe you did see something yeah right maybe you didn't right there's a lot of elk shake rock elk elk shaped rocks out there yeah um, tree stumps. yeah so yeah <laughs> or down trees or yeah there's a lot of things that look like an elk that are not elk. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but that you know, that's it's tough. It's tough to to find that that one that one thing. Yeah. And for for me, like I'm thinking about, like I don't know what I would have done because I wasn't in that situation. Um. But like I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, like I would have did exactly what you did. But right at last light, I think I would have shot the cow. Yeah. Like, like, all right, this is all I'm going to get. But who knows, right? Like, who knows, right? Like, you know, yeah, you, you don't know until you're there. And, you know, in my first, in my hunting store, my first archery bull, I had a shot on a cow. That would have been my first archery kill, and I didn't take it. Yeah. And Would you have shot that cow on your last day? Yes, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, because right, archery just adds a whole other element. Like, oh yeah, yeah. To get to be in that close, like you're talking about a hundred and what'd you say, hundred and seventy-five or hundred and twenty-five? When I I was hundred and twenty yards when we oh. came up on the second time. Right now, right, take that to yeah, forty forty yards. Yeah. Right. So just being that close but now like when i think about now that i got the bull when i think about going into next season i'm not taking anything less than a five play Mm -hmm. like it has to be minimum five by five yeah and i'm thinking like how do i get to six by six like yeah like how do i get to that like you know exactly what we're talking about how do i get that next biggest thing yeah Mm-hmm. and and i'm content right with what i have but i'm never satisfied right like mm-hmm. like i'm i'm always going to strive to be better yeah 
but that comes with frustration and and right like passing on you know the goal is the ultimate goal is put meat in the freezer yeah well it's it's interesting i was talking to some friends the other night and a mutual friend well this guy who's big time hunter like just year-round hunter right he Mm -hmm. travels all this stuff and um he takes kids out like it's, it's really he's just really involved in the hunting community and um they were sharing something he had brought up and he said you go through it's it's cyclical once like at a certain stage of hunting where you do go between or for him mm-hmm. he's like I cycle between meat in the freezer and wanting that trophy yeah. you know and it's like like and so I think that's an interesting just you know I don't know how many years he's he's probably again like late 30s and I think has been hunting his whole life, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I go through that of like, or I just need to fill the freezer. And then it's like, no, I'm going to go for, you know, this trophy bowl mm-hmm. or whatever animal, whatever he's hunting. And, right. and I, it does make sense. Like, I also think if I had meat in the freezer, I'd be willing to like, say, pass on certain things. Yeah. Right. If I knew that I had no. food for the following year, Right. Then you have that luxury of of picking, right? And really yeah. doing it for the sport of it. Mm-hmm. But then I so I wonder if there's a correlation in that cycle of I have meat in the freezer. So I, I have the luxury to go for something bigger. Mm-hmm. Or you're in that period where I'm like, I really need to fill the freezer mm-hmm. go for take whatever. And it probably depends yeah. on like what tags you have right so if like yeah you know like i'm i filled my antelope i'm gonna try to fill my deer you did fill an antelope i did did i not tell you uh, that no you haven't we haven't gotten there i'm so excited like oh gosh okay yeah so so you so you had a successful hunt well we'll get there well let's stay on elk but let's stay on elk but you, you filled an antelope you, you i, I want to talk about antelope now <laughs> So let's go back to like the, 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 the physiology, like your body, like, were you like, exo- like before you'd seen an elk, before yeah. you found this herd, like, are you, like you're mentally exhausted, you're physically yeah. exhausted. Like Physical, I think like I wasn't as physically, I mean, the days we averaged nine miles a day. Yeah. Um, with a pack not, and I'm not on, a, not on a trail. Not on a trail. I mean, some trails, some, a lot of bushwhacking. I mean, it's elking. You're going uphill both directions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And again, the weight, which for me, like, yeah, I do. I mean, weight is just different than, than running. Yeah. It's different (laughs) carrying a rifle, like. Yeah. Rifle on your side or however. Yeah. You got your rifle, you got your knives, your game bags, you've got layers, you've got food in case you're out for the entire day water Mm -hmm. for the entire day um so you know like physically definitely like it was very demanding so I'm not Mm -hmm. taking away from that but I was surprised by really the mental exhaustion that you get from not only being like we're like trying to figure out where to go trying to follow you know like trying to be quiet certain time like and bushwhacking is just exhausting Mm -hmm. like you get into these areas of deadfall and it's just like every step is mental, you know, Mm -hmm. like, 
or getting to a zone and you're like, Oh, which way do I go? Like everything has just fallen trees and snow. Yeah. And am I going to like step and like, is this going to be a solid step or am I going to go right Coastal. through like right. two set, you know, two dead trees or whatever it might be. And, and then the, that dejection of not seeing signs. And then you're mm-hmm. just like, where, where do you go? Where do we go? Like mm-hmm. where, and, and it's, so that day, you know, and that's the whole thing is by that day when we saw them, it's like, man, I was, I was like, oh, they're here. There's, there's actually elk in my unit. Yeah. Wow. Whew. I was worried. <laughs> you know, I've, I've spent, I've spent seasons truly believing there are not elk in my unit. Yeah. <laughs> not seeing a thing. And, yeah. and, you know, it's funny you put, again, I go back to that post about you watching the snow melt. Cause that was, that was after your week long trip. That was clearly after you were successful with antelope. Um, right. Like, and, and you still, you go out there and you're like, like, this is all I got. Like all I got is, is this moment. And, and all that's here is, is the sun beating on this snow. And there's not a fucking elk to be seen. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, like talk about, like, like you said, dejected, such a good word. You, you know, you're just there and you're like, shit. Like, and, and it makes you question your existence as a hunter, right? Like, I know this is like your first season and but I'm not that deep into it. Right? Like I'm, you know, three, four years into it. And, but still like you get out there and you're like, why am I even doing this? Like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I could just go to the grocery store and buy a steak and, Right. It's not the same. It's nowhere near the same. But these are like these are the stories you tell yourself when you're out there, when you're you're beaten and battered and high stepping over deadfall and post hauling into snow and mm-hmm. you know walking in the dark tripping over shit and mm-hmm. you know smacking your head on tree branches and and all the things and, and you're like this is dumb and then you see an outcome and you're like okay it's no longer dumb and it, well, it's those reminders right, right. And it's like as someone who is just a lover of nature and the outdoors mm-hmm. i think it was is important to take it is important to take those moments and so even though it is about the elk right mm-hmm. and filling my freezer like i can't pass up what a the experience of being out there right, right. and um you know, and that day, that was the day, again, I had seen fresh tracks because there's snow where like it was either like mu- Sunday night or like these tracks are from this morning or or late last night. And mm-hmm. I went back. I mean, again, I'm falling straight uphill through snow, through all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I know I'm a day, if not a day and a half behind this elk. Yeah. And like you know, I'm, I was following it because I, I wanted to actually see if he was just circulating the area, right? Mm-hmm. Across yep. a couple of creeks. And I was like, maybe he just beds down and then I'll see tracks coming back to the creek. And then that's easy. I go glass from, from the, the ridge over there. Wait from know, the circle back. And-, and see, wait for him to come through. But he was moving to a different area, you know, yeah. and I followed it like, and it was right before I came up onto that meadow. And I knew that, that meadow because I'd seen it from the other side. And I was like, okay. And I just stopped and I was like, 
all the, you know, like it felt like it was snowing, but it was, yeah, that snow melting. And I was like, I need to just take this in. Right. Yeah. Like. That's when you look at, that's when you look at that meadow and you're like, oh, that's what the other side of the meadow looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. And it just was, I mean, that meadow is so vast yeah. and there's trees lining the whole thing that I was like, I can't, I, I can get to a high point. I'm going to only be able to glass like the smallest amount of it from this side. Yep. And again, like right over the other side of the high point is private land. Mm. So I, that was, I did go up like halfway and glassed a bit, glassed the tree line. And then I was like, I, I need to, I have, I'm turning around, you know, and I could yeah. And then it's, and then I questioned myself. I was like, I could have sat here until, till sunset, seeing if something came out and yeah. hiked back the five miles. Um, but I, you know, I think it was, I also started to think, okay, well, how am I getting this? How am I going to get this out? I was by myself that day. Mm-hmm. Can I even get anyone else to come out to hike? you know, for a, mm-hmm. a trip of 10 miles round trip. Yeah. So you, know, you, know, you have to think about those things. Well, I'm willing to go in, but am I able to get this out? Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a true ethical dilemma. But, and, and yeah, you have to be able to, right? Like, it, it's funny. You make decisions, you know, like you're saying like, Oh, like maybe I could have stayed. Yeah. Maybe you could have, maybe you wouldn't have seen anything. Maybe you would have like, every decision you make you question yeah you're like is this is this the right decision and that's the thing like you're not like you're you're trying you're trying to make the right the quote the right decision but there is no right decision Mm -mm. right the right the right decision is watching the snow melt and and, oh wow look at that view look at that sunset and, Mm -hmm. and taking advantage of you know all the things that you get to take in while you're out there like while you said the goal is the elk you know it's also appreciating what's what's leading you you know what's leading you to it yeah and it's i think that was like the other part is again like seeing you get to see your own human nature like mm-hmm. human nature as a whole but also like stuff that i work on right personally like personal growth type stuff you yeah. get to see it show up and 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 that was another thing that was that I've worked away from Mm -hmm. was being hard on yourself for being like, I could have done more. Yeah. And actually just being able to be like, acknowledge all that I did do. Right. Even till yesterday was closing day. Okay. And I ended up in the morning, I was debating. I'm like, okay, I have yoga in the morning. I have like my Nidra at noon, maybe I drive. And here's the thing. It's at least an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. one way to, yeah. my, to my unit. Yep. And I had gone out Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and just for day trips. Right. Yep. So three hours of driving minimum. Yeah. So like right. I had already driven that week, nine hours minimum. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I'll go out this afternoon for the last, you know, like just 
closing day. Like that's all that I have that I can do. And I, cause I was like, I could have done more. I could have done more versus like, look at all that I did put into it. Like all yes. that I did. And, yeah. um, you know, and I was like, am I just, am I not wimping at like, that's not the right word, but it's like, am I, yeah, I just questioned it. And I think that used to be, again, when I like was in corporate, like it was always like do more, do more, do more mm-hmm. versus like, no, look at, again, reflect on everything that you've done. Right. Um, and so actually yesterday morning, I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to make, I'm going to flip a coin. I'm not making this decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I, I also, I mean, I put with moving and everything, like a lot of my work has been on the back burner. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff I needed to catch up on and all of that. And so I flipped a coin and the coin said <laughs> not to go. And I was like, okay. Okay, all right. Like, yep, I'm not going. Yeah. And I can't like regret it. And I can't beat myself up about For sure. giving that last day. And I have to yep. realize how much I have given to it. So yeah. Well, I love that. I love that you say right, the human nature, and this is uh, right. We've I've talked about this in in my story of of hunting, and I, we didn't label it as human nature, but like that's that's what it is, right? That's when I'm out there, and like who who do you say you are, right? Like I, right, the, the, what you said is one side of that human nature, right? Like is to it's just to down talk, downplay everything that you've done, yeah, right. But then there's the Right. Who do you say you are? Mm-hmm. And then do you really show up as that person? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, in my stories and other episodes, right. Like you hear, like, like you, like you're at odds with yourself. Like you, especially when, especially when you're, when you're by yourself out there, mm-hmm. right. Like that's really like when it gets crazy, because it's just you mm-hmm. and you know, it's who do you say you are? And then, are you actually living up to be that person? And then is that who you really want to be? And, you know, it's like the story when I read my journal, I'm like, wow, like I'm not being who I said I was. Yeah. And what needs to change and why does that need to change? And, you know, in order to keep my word, and that's part of human nature, right? Human nature, like we can talk all we want, but then when shit gets hard, right it's not about right like flipping the coin that's not what that's about right like it's just you you were out there you were doing your thing you right like you're trying to make these decisions and yeah it's just it's tough and and again there's no right decision yeah there's never a right decision yeah in the right decision oh sorry go ahead no no just yeah, there's no right decision. It doesn't. I think, uh, well, the right decision can be like you make a decision and then you stand mm-hmm. behind it, right? Right. I mean, that, you know, and you don't question. I mean, like, we're going to question it, but you just say, like, this is what I decided and that's all that it is. And mm-hmm. I think, like, just kind of expand off of what you're saying of like, are you showing up with who you say you are? And I think that sometimes, though, can get skewed from a self perspective, right? Mm-hmm. like for me I was like I want to put everything I have into it and I I I did but then I was like no but did I right yeah. because I could have stayed out longer on this day and I could have done this on this day right and mm-hmm. but then you I mean that is the nice thing about having friends is they can be like you know you did like just 
you did a lot. Like, don't, you know, and because you think if, and that, that was the, like the other lesson was no matter how hard you work, mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was like, that's that thing of like, well, if I, I could have done more hours. Yes. I could have also taken off work for two full weeks. I could have been out there, you know, like mm-hmm. I could have gone to the Southern part of the unit. Like there is so much that I could have done yeah. and I could have done all that and still not gotten milk. Right. right. So like I worked really hard. Could I have worked harder? Yes. Did mm-hmm. I? No. But had I worked harder, does not mean I would have that elk. Right. And that I think is really interesting and unique about hunting versus other things, mm-hmm. like other activities of like, say, even just running like that. Yes, you have surprises, right? Like you can get an injury or your stomach just isn't in your favor for that 50 mile run that day Mm -hmm. but there's so much is like I know that I can tough through anything and be successful yeah like complete that run I could I know that with Mm -hmm. hunting you can tough through anything and and still not get (laughs) you know like and maybe that's the lesson is like is really is how much X, we are out, we have no control of the external, right? Mm-hmm. And all you have a control is like how you relate to it. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the the checkpoints I had to do with myself throughout, right? Yeah. It was like, what's your attitude right now? What's who's showing up? Not necessarily like how hard are you willing to work because I'm, you know, but who like you're getting frustrated? Are you doing like how like are you appreciating what you do what you are experiencing you know like all those little pieces is what I can control is is not if the elk are going to be there or not yeah there's no control of it that's for damn sure all right let's hear about the success the success let's hear hear about so was it was it a buck yes nice and I can't believe you didn't send me a picture. Did I not? Oh, God. You did not send me a picture. Okay, so it was... Another- oh, congratulations. Thank That's, you. It's so exciting. You got an antelope. I got an antelope. Tasty. Okay. Had it the sirloins on that month, the Monday after it happened. Great. Um, well, it was a... I mean, talk and, about... And, having, Andy, Andy was with you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk about story. Like, my hunting stories are like, wow. Year one. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so we go out. My unit's like close, like fairly close to town. Mm-hmm. Um, we go out. We did like follow a couple, like kind of try to stalk some herds and spook them or whatever. And they're super spooky animals, huh? Yeah. Like they see you and they're like gone. Like yeah. totally different than the way the elk that eat, right? Like the yeah. elk are like, oh, gunshots. What? I know. Well, and like, it's so funny that like, we had, there was like an old cow in the, in the herd that we were glassing that, that eventful evening. And you could just tell she's like, she's on the look, like she's the lookout one, you know, she's like something's happening. And she's just, whereas like antelope, like they're kind of looking around, but I've also heard they're like super curious. Yeah, they are. I've had. 
Uh, during 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 archery season, I had a buck walk up to me, uh, like ninety five yards. He wouldn't give me a shot, but like I I got him in. He knew I was there. Yeah. And and like, I just I was there and like I was crawling towards him. Yeah. And he kept coming to me. Like he was super curious. Yeah. During rifle season was very different. Like antelope yeah. seed during rifle season, at least where where we hunted. Like they're like, nope, and they're gone. Like all eighty of them at once are just like run. It's like it's like they're like the the school of fish. Like they all turn together, and like they are gone. They are the spookiest animals ever. Yeah. So we like had yeah a couple hurt. One of them actually there was like a a a buck that like lagged behind. Mm-hmm. And was kind of just meandering and but we just there wasn't enough cover like so that's a challenging thing is like they're everywhere but like they're also in zones where like you can't sneak up on them right mm-hmm. so we had this buck and it, he was just too far out and then he started like heading away from us um so we had like again these two kind of whatever and then we go back to the road and we're like let's just walk up the road away from the car a little bit because we had seen like four antelope when we were stalking another herd that were coming and we're like let's see where they went and we couldn't see them so we're glass and and i see these two horns sticking up out of the sage mm-hmm. and i was like what's that i think that's an animal i think there's a buck over there mm-hmm. and he looks over and he's like yeah that's a buck and it's like dark face like looking at it like i was like really kind of creepy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh... like bedded down and then just kind of his head's down Mm -hmm. and then across the road we see like a herd of does like bedded down and we're like okay like i mean by this time it was kind of like heading into midday ish it was Mm -hmm. nice and cool out so that was good so there's this bench kind of behind them and we're like well we don't want them to see our sourdoughs all that stuff so we like take kind of a long way around and then we crawl up to the edge of the bench winds in Mm -hmm. our favor the the herd is doesn't know doesn't see us because we were afraid mm-hmm. they were going to catch us and yeah um, and so we come up and to the edge pull my backpack down have my rifle set up um and just wait because yeah. we, he needs to stand up so he needs to stand up if he's in the grass yeah how how far away was he we're 125 yards nice that's so, close that's close to an antelope yeah that's really close to an antelope. And so the doe, like the herd was like, didn't move, like hanging out. And then at one point, because I was just so zoned in, like in my scope, like I did not want to move away and like miss an opportunity if he had stood up. So I was like, not really paying attention to the stuff around. And I would say like 40 minutes in or so, like Andy makes a comment. Cause like he kind of, at one point a car did come by mm-hmm. and he like kind of ducked down and like watched it. Uh-huh. And then he was like looking around and we were like, does he catch an arson or something like that? And Annie made a joke like, oh, he's probably like, where did all, where did the rest of my herd go? And so I guess that at some point the does got up and left mm-hmm. and we just stayed on it. And then, yeah, I don't know what, how long we'd, we'd been there at least 45 minutes on it, like waiting. Yep. He stands up and his hindquarters wounded. Oh. Yeah. And so then I 
I'm gonna be honest. I like so shadows on the I was like, because this was the thing, is like my first thing is he's wounded, take him out of his suffering. Yeah. Second thought was there's not a lot of meat on antelope. And it's mm-hmm. like I haven't put my elk tag, you know, and and then it's like, and then I was I was like I hated my not hated I dislike that my mind even went to the place of like well I want a full antelope in my you know like that I even said like you know that I was questioning whether to shoot him or not Mm -hmm. was he shot or did it was a just was it was it a shot it looked like he had been shot in the hindquarter we couldn't like tell like once we got up to him we saw everything that like figured out all that was going on but I questioned it and I I did turn to Andy and I was like you know I like it's like oh you've just been shot you know like what do we like and I was like what would you do because we knew that like especially a court like hind quarter like that's like that's that's the meat good piece of meat there and I was like I feel like I need to end his suffering and like but I also like what you know and I was like mm-hmm. what would you do and he's like I would end his suffering and I was like okay so I'd shoot him drops go over there and this antelope has lived a freaking life man really so the positive thing is I think like and now I can't even remember but like it's not a ton of the hindquarters were like t- destroyed. So that mm-hmm. was like nice. I think it kind of skimmed his his butt, like ish, mm-hmm. and he just had blood. So it wasn't like it went through um, through the meat. Yeah, on both yeah, sides. Yeah. Like so that was nice. Um, it was some of it was lost, but he also like right by there had like this big chunk of uh hair missing so like a mm. look like an old scar so whether he had maybe i don't know who knows like coyotes or a, a battle with another another his, uh buck yeah. or, his yeah. front shoulder was dislocated oh shit was that yeah. from your bullet or no he has um we think i think he got hit by a car oh interesting yeah i think he got hit by a car at some point and then he had been shot he had been shot in the ass that poor so no it's crazy though and then he's got this scar on his snout and then he one of his horns is like shredded so he definitely fought he definitely is like has gone into some fights for sure i want to see pictures of this thing and he just like yeah it was like it's like the tip of his of his horn is missing oh my gosh uh so then we because i it was cool enough and i wanted to practice field dressing just for when i was like be prepared for the elk we like did it all out there what was interesting is his other front quarter was super bloody and like brute like and so i was like i swear my shot didn't go through his like I was like, why is that? What's going on? You know, and um, and then when we got back and we were butchering it, like I'm back and forth, like he's doing skinning it off the bone, and then I'm kind of back and forth stealing it, cutting it, whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, look at this, and there's a hole 
through one of his other front quarter, not the one that was dislocated. And I was like, mm-hmm. did he get shot? Like, was that like maybe an old bullet wound? He's like, no. And he like bends, he like moves his leg. He had broken that other leg and the, it was like a compound fracture. So basically he had continued to run, I think. Oh my gosh. I think he continued to run on his broken leg and it like, the bone had like cut through his muscle. Whoa. Yeah. Nature's nature's gnarly. We're a bunch of what pansies as humans. Like these these things are getting shot in the leg and he got away or like obviously the doctor couldn't finish him off for that hind court like that one, you know? Sadly, sadly so I last year when we went out on opening we took a guy out and he shot he shot a, a really small uh, doe um, that had been shot. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I, I think a lot of hunters will take really far shots on antelope mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're so spooky. They're, they're really, they're fun to hunt, but they're, they're tough to hunt. They're tough to get in close. Mm-hmm. And you have hunters that'll just start throwing pot shots out there and, mm-hmm. and, and you'll, you'll get exactly what you got, right? Like you'll get bullets and back legs and, mm-hmm. and yeah, my buddy had the same thing. Like when we, he shot it and killed it and, and like, it was clear that it wasn't using its, mm-hmm. its back leg. And so it's, it's sad. It really is sad, but it's also right. This shows the resilience of, mm-hmm. of, of these animals, right? Like mm-hmm. all these animals, like this, this, Buck sounds like he's been through hell and back, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. literal, and yeah. and he's managed to survive to to talk about it for for as long as he did. Yeah. Um, when, so when yeah, bring, like bring that up. I I really, I mean, I had a moment in that experience where I questioned stuff. You know, I was just like there's always going to have, there's going to be one offs, right? Like who knows? It could have also been like a 12 year old who was taken out, you know, like who knows what happened there, but it, yeah. it did made me like have a like question, like, what are we willing? Like, and even with the elk that the two hunters, we chatted after the day after the event, um, they had been talking to someone who shot an elk from 850 yards. Mm -hmm. And I thought we talk about fair chase as hunters Mm -hmm. and is 800, like, is that fair chase, you know? And I, and I know long range shooting is, is an art. It is very much a skill. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like, there's a part of me that just thinks like fair chase, like, the animal should have the opportunity to smell you or whatever it might be. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and, and again, I don't want to take away from the skill of, of shooting from 400 yards, 500 yards. Yeah. Um, but they have no, they, they really don't really have a chance. And like, I think that's the draw to archery for me is like, you have to be like, being able to track like stock sneak up on something is Mm -hmm. just it is truly like a thing like i think 
the like epitome of a fair chase. Yeah, I think that right to to one to each their own, right? Like yeah. how you define your hunting experiences is up to you. Yeah. Right. So that's like the first thing is like if you want, right? Like right when I when I think of fair chase, I think they always have the advantage, whether I get them at a like, and this is just my mindset, right? Because like this is their home, right? Yeah. Like they have four legs, they can run through the snow, they right, like Mm-hmm. right like an 800 yard shot for me like i i've i've t- like i've shot i shot my elk at 520 yards yeah and um and then not knowing that i'm there i'm my thought is like yeah like i did good that i didn't i didn't let them know like because mm-hmm. they they still have the opportunity to let to know that i'm there yeah at 520 yards um and but i I think that right, like to, but that's also why I love archery is like, it's, it's a very different game, right? Like it is like to go from 520 yards to 40 mm-hmm. is massive. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like to, you know, you can't right for you. Maybe that's right. Maybe taking a 400 yard shot isn't what you want. Isn't how you want to do it. Um, there's definitely skill in it right like oh yeah yeah you know and and i say like you know people taking these long range shots at these pot shots at at antelope the i in like i would not have taken a 520 yard shot if i wasn't confident in it yeah whether or not the outcome is good or not right which thankfully it was right like i was i had controlled my breath like i was i was sure that i knew that i was going to make that shot Whereas like, I wasn't just like, Oh, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's just fling some bullets out there. And so I think that, and that's just like my hunting, like, Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, it's it's weird, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like you can't take away from, I can't take away from your experience. I can't say that you're wrong or yeah. Right. And, you know, but in also the, the, the last thing I would say to think about is, it, when it comes to right, and this is a very like old way of thinking, because um, like we we do have access to supermarkets and things like that now. But if this was back in the day, and you had a five hundred yard shot, that's the difference between your family eating mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Right. So 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 do you take it? Right, and a and and that's another right moral ethical dilemma mm-hmm. of do i get to feed my family for the winter or do i not so yeah it's it's interesting well and I, and I think it's i i think it's knowing right what you're mm-hmm. what's and again like i said like things go wrong like i'm not mm-hmm. like that's right like you can be a 500 yard shooter and something can it cannot land right like i i'm not saying people like i think the ethics is knowing your abilities Mm -hmm. being honest about your abilities and then staying true to that when you're out there right and again like analyte like I mean, it's not even like you could even regulate if they said, oh, you can't take a shot within this, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it, it did. I just had, I'm just like, I had that moment of like, man, 
like that like they way missed yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean like and I was like what are these like where are they shooting from like and I think that's like I know that I can't so I don't even I don't even try to shoot yeah. something further than yeah. that than what I would feel comfortable with and and then again like seeing how I switched between I just want meat to like I'm on a bowl I can see how someone someone could be like well I won't shoot outside of 300 yards and then there's someone there's a there's an animal that's like 350 and you're like oh, here I am oh, maybe maybe I'll right. be, you know like right we, yeah. My my buddy is right where he's we're taking him hunting. My buddy Ganesh and oh, his first it, it'll be his first hunt and he's like I'm not taking a shot. I think he said like 300. I'm not taking a shot past 300. I'm like Neh. I was like you say that, but right like when you're there like that's why you know and and you got, you have to be disciplined, uh-huh. right? Like you have to right know who you are. You're shooting. And then you also have to write like, write like I've practiced, I practiced at 800 yards. Yeah. So when I had a 520 yard shot presented to me, it wasn't something I haven't done. Yeah. Right. And that's the key is like, it wasn't new, mm-hmm. right. It was new on an animal, right. Like that it, there's this organic object that I'm actually shooting at, but it wasn't new. And that's the key thing is, you know, right. And like, and don't use the word I can't, I'm going to correct you. You can shoot at 400 yards. You just haven't yet. Yeah. And you haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, uh, and, and you'll get there and, and you'll maybe, right. Like you'll eventually, you eventually will probably shoot that far. Maybe not on an animal. Mm-hmm right as you just shoot more right like you want to start like getting out there long range shoot see how it feels looking at the ballistics of your bullets but maybe you'll never want to shoot an animal at that far yeah and like again that's part of you and your hunting and your hunting experiences and yeah and and that's cool that you can stay true to that right Mm -hmm. because you had the opportunity to not stay true to that yeah right you could have been like oh fuck it like there's a herd of elk there i know yeah. And I think that it comes down to like a, a very strong respect for the animal mm-hmm. in terms of, um, I, I am going to only what I'm comfortable with right now. Right. Like, yep. because if I don't, that's, that's just, that's, that's the antithesis of why I'm even hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think why we all move away from wanting to buy food at the grocery store yep is because we do have a huge respect for what we're consuming right the experience Mm -hmm. of what we're consuming not not and obviously like our health like health is huge but I think there is maybe not everyone but I know for myself is it's very like as involved in the process as I can be, I want to be. And that is the beauty of, of hunting and knowing where your meat come from, comes from because mm-hmm. you are part, every part of that process. And that means having it die as peacefully as possible, mm-hmm. you know, and me taking a 300 yard shot when I've never shot that far 
right. is really right. Like it's not in line with like my values around why I'm doing it. Yeah, for sure. But it's exciting. Yeah. Why, so, why so you got why? some meat in the freezer. You got some meat in the freezer. Yeah. I'm going deer yeah. hunting this weekend. <laughs> I was going to ask you, when's deer hunting? So it's this weekend. So my whole thing was, well, and it's funny, general deer is closed in my area. So I'm going to go over to the eastern part of the state and mm-hmm. I'll be close. Andy is like an, you know, an hour from the border of Wyoming. So nice. we kind of decide that if I don't get an elk, then I'm going to come over and deer hunt um, over the weekend. So, so deer hunting is very, deer hunting is very different. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, you have a buck tag or is it both? So general right now for that area is antler deer only. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So based on like how you're hunting, having Andy with you, like you're going to get one. I'm confident. Okay. I'm confident in you. I uh, So I had a deer tag this last week. It's actually going on right now while I'm in Florida. And I didn't fill my tag. But I had a buddy who I met at a jiu-jitsu camp who had a doe tag. Yeah. And, uh, and he reached out to me. And he's like, hey, do you know any good places to hunt Yeah. Uh, in this unit? I'm like, I, I have a tag in that unit. And I'm like, I'm, so I'm not telling you where to go hunt. <laughs> I, uh, and then and he told me he was like, oh, I have a doe tag, and I'm like, oh, I'm like you have a doe tag, god damn it! I was like, I was like, come with me. I was like, I was like, I was like, just come with me. I was like, I'll show you, I'll show you like the unit and and like a doe tag. Like I will get you a doe. Like yeah. that is like we will have a doe down. <laughs> and. Um, and, and he was skeptical. Like he he hunted last year by himself, or with a friend or something. Just yeah. you know, they didn't. Like it's like hunting is the hardest fucking thing to get into. Yeah, yeah. And um, and yeah, like he he was like so, like not pessimistic, just you know, realist and like like here I am. I'm like, oh, we'll get you a doe tag, and he's like, that ain't happening. And I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm a hundred percent confident. Like at this point, like, like a doe tag in Colorado, like in Boulder, cause like, that's where we were hunting. Yeah. I'm like, we are going to get you a doe tag. Like yeah. it, it is going to happen. Like I will get you a selection of doe to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's the difference between elk and, and doe or elk and deers. And, and just right, like the difference between a buck and a doe at that point, like is just, that can be hard mm-hmm. right is actually getting in front of a buck and then for me i'm also very picky because i've already shot a buck and i really don't like deer meat okay um so i'm gonna be i wanted something bigger than what i already have yeah even if i saw a buck it wasn't definitely gonna be a shooter yeah but i was like come on like let's go we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a doe down for you first you know this is your first hunt we're gonna make sure it's a success yeah. And like, he, he was definitely weary and, and you could tell he was weary out there. And I'm just like, no, like we're going to do it. And like, you could tell he was just so weary about it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, like he can be weary. Like just be ready to shoot when I tell you to shoot. Yeah. And, uh, and we started in this one area and, and nothing. And then we heard like two gunshots and I'm like, I'm telling you they're here. And like deer are dumb. 
Yeah. They are like it, the, the the rule is if you take a shot on a on a deer and you miss reload because they're just gonna stop. Yeah. Like they'll run a little bit and then they'll stop and they'll turn around and they'll be like, "Who's shooting at me?" Yeah. Like where is that person? Like they they are not really intelligent at all, <sighs> and they're and and they're everywhere. They're literally yeah. everywhere. And uh, so we, we moved. We it was a little hot out, and we moved to a different spot that I had picked out and like sitting there and uh and and it was funny because i had this thought and i was about to say it out loud Mm -hmm. and i didn't say it out loud because i turned my head to like scan a different part of the area but i had this thought of right because like we're sitting there we've seen nothing all day it's like one in the afternoon and i'm thinking and i just like and like you could see like we're all defeated right it's that normal thing Mm -hmm. and uh and uh I, i just had the thought of just only takes one and then the whole day changes like and i and i turn before i said it right like i'm i'm thinking in my head i turn i look and there's a doe standing out like 120 yards away and i'm like get your gun get your gun uh and and i think she she smelled us or something or she saw us because she's like she wasn't running but she was definitely moving at more of a uh a hurried pace than than normal and so like we went chasing we went on like a fun chase like trying to chase that one and then we ran into three more and uh and like he we didn't get a shot we didn't right like we 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 didn't get a shot off right things could have worked out better but i i told him i was like look i was like deer are dumb like i kept saying this like deer are dumb they're not intelligent and and so the deer were coming over this ridge and I was like, look, I was like, we chased them back to where they came from. I was like, it's likely that those deer want to get to where they wanted to go. Yeah. And they're going to go back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's like, that's what I mean. Like they're dumb. Like they will, they're like, Oh, you know what? It's been like an hour. Let's try going back there now. And so we, we went into town, we grabbed a burger, similar thing like to, you know, I was like, let's just like, we'll let the area cool off. We'll, we'll get, we'll get some food in us. We'll come back. We'll come back to the same spot and we'll, we'll just sit here for the night. And, uh, we come back, we sit and, uh, and of course, right at last light three deer, right. I don't know if it's the same three deer or not, but three deer come over the ridge again and I was like, see, like I told you, like they're back. And uh, I had my buddy grab his gun. And they're like 100. No, they're like 86 yards from us at this point. Yeah. I'm literally sitting on a rock, like in bright orange. And that's the difference between elk and deer is like elk, see, they're gone, right? Like once, yeah. they, once they know that you're there, you're gone. Deer, no. Like deer see you and they're like, hey, I see you. And then they like keep eating. And so like, I'm sitting on like this big rock and like totally exposed. And I, my buddy, I'm like, get your gun and have a move. I'm like, I'm like, when I tell you to move, I want you to move. When I tell you to stop, I want you to stop. And we get them to like this log to set up on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just keep looking up at me and then like, they go back to eating and they keep looking up at me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. With their big ears, right. They, they look up at me and they're like, Oh, he's still there, right? And they like go back to eating, and they keep looking at me, and they go back to eating, and then, 
And then finally he was presented a shot and he took his shot and he took a shot from, he took a shot from like 75 yards. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was great. And uh, the, the he, beautiful shot, beautifully executed shot. Yeah. Uh, deer went down and I, I saw it go down. So I was able to help show him where it went. Yeah. And uh, he was so thrilled and he was so excited. Uh, he, he, and he told me, he's like, he's like, I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm like, no, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I totally knew it was going to happen. I was like, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. And <laughs> um. So yeah, so it was it was really cool. So I say all that to say like you're gonna have a great deer hunt. Yeah. Uh, how long are you gonna be out for? I'm driving out today, and then Saturday, Sunday, potentially Monday, but I have to be back in Cody on Tuesday. So cool. Um, cool. So we'll be. I mean, he. It's funny because it's on the Wyoming side. Yeah. And so he doesn't know that area that well but mm -hmm. i think it should be there's a lot of public lands i think to kind of play around on but um, yeah the great thing is deer habitat is is mostly open right like mm -hmm. look look in the sage right they, they love their yeah. sage right and just just be on the lookout if they're bedded down you'll see those antlers sticking up yeah and they're rutting right now right the deer? Uh, it depends. They're not rutting in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. The, it, rut is probably more like third, fourth season in Colorado. It might be colder up by you already. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so when I take Ganesh out and... Uh, are you taking him... What are you taking him out? Third season deer. Okay. Uh, next week. Yeah. And I'm hoping it'll be cool enough. Colorado cooled down a bit while I was gone. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it cooled down enough that it put him into rut or at least early rut mm -hmm. because that'll, because, so, so that's the other thing is like, I, like I'm trying to teach, I was, Ganesh was with us on that hunt too. Yeah. Like I'm trying to like teach them, right. Not just put an animal in front of them. Like, yeah. like I'm trying to teach them like deer gum, like if they came over this ridge, they probably want to come back to it. So let's yeah. just, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to it because they'll probably be back or like, yeah. Um, you know, before the rut, right? Like I'm looking for a, a buck. Mm -hmm. If I see more than one deer, there's probably not a buck in it mm -hmm. because it's not rut, right? They're by themselves, mm -hmm. right? So it's most likely if you have two, three deer, it's probably does and fawns, yeah, right? Whereas in, during the rut, if you see does and fawns, look for the buck, right? Yeah. The the buck's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. um so yeah so and that's the thing is like that just comes with time and experiences learning how these animals are why they are the way they are and yeah you know what causes them to to act the way they act and um and then just capitalizing on yeah. those things so like to your point earlier yeah you can there's instances where i worked my ass off and didn't get shit and didn't see shit in a hunting season mm -hmm. whereas i feel like now you know I feel like success is coming a little more regularly yeah. and it's because of those efforts, right? Like yeah. it wasn't because I hunted two days this season. It's because I hunted 42 days for all the seasons. And now all that knowledge, all that experience is coming together. Mm -hmm. And now we're able to apply that out in the field. And yeah, so. but you're going to have a ton of fun. I can't wait to hear, hear another hunting story. I know I'm excited. 
done. I just want, I want, I want my meat for the year. <laughs> so. Is any, do you have any other elk tags or no? no. Any other opportunity now? No. So yeah, it was, yesterday was like, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I think it was again, like I felt like I was giving up by not going out mm -hmm. yesterday, and I was like, no, nope, you're not giving up. You just you have a life outside of hunting. Yep. <laughs> you have to work. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to hunt. Right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's... Good shit. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. Congratulations on your buck. Send me a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Send me pictures. I want to see... I hope you took pictures of, like, the scar and, like, all oh, the... Oh, I did it. I, like, did not. No? I was in a uh... weird state when we got down to it. Okay, like I think again we got there and we saw how it like its leg was just like certain things, and I was just like I was kind of, I was emotional again because I was like, what has this this animal like? It wasn't about killing it, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this anything that suffers is like mm -hmm. is it? Yeah, I feel it, you know. Yeah, and, you know, and I think that was. um the funny thing is, is we all suffer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we, um, yeah, it just, it was like, I, I mean, I took a photo with it and then I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like take a bunch of, I like, I, I didn't even know if I want it. Andy was like, you want to take a photo with it? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like I don't know if I do like I, I uh -huh. like it just was a weird like it's a, just a new thing for me yep. to be like you know like you set up your animal for the photo and I was like I mean but we do that with humans like with the mm -hmm. more the like the the mortician like puts makeup on you know like right. makes, like so it's like not different than what we do with humans but it felt really weird for me to be like yeah. pick him up and like put his legs this way and, and i was like i don't yeah. know if i want to do that like this feels yeah. turn like, the head tilt the head don't yeah. hold it by your hand yeah there's also oh. it's a little like yeah and you're proud like and the thing is like after hunting season like I, when you see how hard you work for it mm -hmm. like it doesn't it makes sense that you're going to be really proud of it right yes. and like it makes sense the photos of holding the you know but I guess for me again it's like everyone's kind of relationship and experience with it is so different and I just yeah. at that moment I was like I, I can't hold the head up like it just it didn't feel right for me and I don't know if I ever will but um and that's why I love the that I think I've hashtagged one of your instagrams with it but honor the hunt i follow uh -huh. uh, instagram and it is really like how are how are we taking photos with the animals that we hunt in a way that's honoring it right yeah. Um, yeah. And, it's, it's, and it is some of it is holding up the antlers but it's you're covering up blood you know like you're it's it's yeah it's just showing i think it's I don't think sometimes those photos are accurate to really like the respect that hunters have for their animals. Yeah. Like it doesn't hold that space for someone who doesn't understand it. Yeah. The perspective that uh, it's, it's really uh, interesting. I'm reading a book right now. Um, the obstacle is the way. Oh yeah. Um, and 
there's perspective. Shit, what did he say in it? I have the book right here. Um, right, so you so you have so there's perspective, and then um, I'm gonna have to find it. I literally just read it. Right where uh, I'll, I'll find it, too, but uh, before we end, um, but you know when someone looks looks in, right, they don't see how hard. Mm-hmm we actually worked, right? Like they just see the, this end result of us smiling with, uh, with, with this dead animal. Right. And it's like this, right. Like this, uh, Oh, you're just happy. You killed this animal. And that's, that's not it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, so, so I actually found it really, really quick. Um, uh, so, so it's from, so he, in the book, he talks about it, but it's from a different book. It's from uh, the five rings by uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read that, that's, that's awesome. It's really dense read, but a great book, but he says, uh, uh, Miyamoto Musashi notices the difference between observing and perceiving mm-hmm. the perceiving eye is weak. The observing eye is strong, mm-hmm. right? So while you can observe this photo, right, and and then recognize everything that went into this photo, um, you know, and and a, and a hunter recognizes that a hunter, a fellow hunter notices. Oh, wow! She worked really hard for that. He worked really hard for that. Whereas the the perceiving eye, and um, you know, it's it's the, your perception. Mm-hmm. And it's typically from a non-hunter, mm-hmm. right? Would be like, oh, look at him, just look at her, just, um, you know, posing with this dead animal, this poor, helpless mm-hmm. animal that was just living this amazing Disney movie life of not getting hit by a car, not getting shot in the ass, not having mm-hmm. another fight with a, another animal. Um, you know where Disney portrays like these 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 pure rose colored glass life that these animals live. Um, yeah. But, yeah and, it's, it's, and that observing and perceiving is very like I mean that's so it's a lot of again like with the the yoga, like yoga and like mm-hmm. nidra and it's one is seeing something as it is too mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then the pers- observing is just seeing it as it is with no meaning to it. Right. Whereas perceiving is adding your story and that's what everyone does. Right. And so like, all it is, is someone holding up the head of an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to perceive it as good, bad, disrespectful, egotistical, Mm-hmm. humble hard yeah. work survival you know like there's the perceiving puts it into as we talk about with landmark like meaning making machines right and yeah. um and i think there's a part on our side with everything not just hunting of like you know do our best to present ourselves uh in a certain way, but we can never control what people will perceive. Right.
but yeah, no, but it, it was, yeah. So it was just a funny experience. And again, mm-hmm. like at the same time, I was like, I understand why you take yes. the photos. And, um, but for me, I think I just, yeah, it, it was, it was like, man, this guy, like, you know, and it's honoring it. Like, I don't know. It, I, I didn't feel like I could honor really like all that needed to be said about the experience and about like the animal and I don't right. know. Yeah. But I did, t- I did take a photo. I just didn't take okay. the time. <laughs> That's good. As long as you have one. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Oh, do you want me to like move it? So you have the mountains in the background? I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you scenery. I was like, no. Uh, that's totally that's totally us. I have I have video of us like like uh time lapse of us uh like field field yeah. uh, stripping it like all that and and the sunsets behind us and oh. uh, it's amazing. Like, yeah. but again, right? Like, it's and it's it. That's part of it is taking in the appreciation of those things yeah. like as they're happening and mm-hmm. and again, right? Like again, it's every person's own experience. Yeah, you know. I can't tell you the experience to have. If I was with you, I would have made you take a picture whether you wanted to or not. I would have been like, yeah. like I'm not going to let you regret this. Like, no. yeah, I wouldn't have made you hold the head or anything, but I would have been like, no, you're taking this picture because like, you're going to want proof, yeah. at least for yourself, right? Like, yeah, right? Like, whether you post it on social, whether you share it with anyone, it does, that's irrelevant. Like, you're going to want right, to be able to like, that spark that memory by looking at that photo and be like, oh, like yeah it's, it's it's a it's a great you know great way to keep your memories yeah and but. it's and it's honor it is I think mm-hmm. a photo is like commemorating like on a lot of different aspects right is for sure yeah so I'll send it to you awesome journal pumped <sighs> hopefully have another one after this weekend <laughs> yes yeah for sure we have to uh let's we'll just talk about recording dates and stuff but um journal pump grab your journal um and and write about just you know the, the normal stuff write about what you heard in this episode and um if you're not a hunter and you made it this far through this episode if you've listened to other hunting episodes uh maybe write about your experience and like what you're hearing as a non-hunter um, and because it's interesting, right? it has to be interesting to hear two people talk about um, killing a, a creature, killing an animal, um, whether it be for meat, for trophy, for sport, all of the above. Um, write about how that makes you feel. Um, maybe a family that's hunting. Maybe you want to get into hunting and you're like, how do I do that? Um, yeah, just, just write about your feelings, write about, right? Like, do you have experiences that have made you feel like what we've talked about, right? Like, we, we talked about, I, I cued Brie on a few things, like how she felt mm-hmm. because I, I've been there and I know, I know how I felt mm-hmm. and I'm sure she had similar responses and um, you don't know that unless you're out there. Right? You don't know that unless you're doing this thing and it's, it's tough. And like, that's part of right, this picture taking is right like another hunter knows what went in to get that picture mm-hmm. it's not about the picture it's about everything that it took to get that one picture um right the tears the 
right? The the heartache, the heartbreak, the the backache, the backbreak, the the snow, the all of it, right? And uh, and and this is just another metaphor for all the things, right? This whether you're a hunter or not, this is the thing, right? This is our thing. It might not be your thing, but everything that we've described in this episode, it's it's you know, it's what's standing in between your way and the thing that you want, mm-hmm. right? The the down trees, the the heartache, the heartbreak, the tears, the right the the ethics right is is your ethics different than someone else's and and why is that holding you back and why should it hold you back and and maybe you just need to fucking flip a coin to make a decision and then just be okay with it Uh, i don't know if i'd ever leave my uh my decision making up to a coin flip but that's that's tough that's a tough one (laughs) <laughs> but right about that being stuck in analysis paralysis yeah yeah for sure because there's no wrong way like that's the whole thing is like yeah. there's no there was no mm-hmm. right or wrong answer there yeah there are just trade-offs so it's like well yeah and and that's the thing right we said it i said it multiple times this episode there's no right answer you don't know what the right answer is like like the goal is to get me in the freezer but you don't know which path to choose that's going to get that and yeah. Bree, Bree didn't choose the right path this this time, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, that's just what it is. And she did with antelope, and she's going to do it with deer. I know she is. Um, so write about that. Write about, like, maybe you're in business, and you don't know what the right decision is. You just need to act. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing, is you just need to take action. And then just when, when it doesn't work, take more action and take more action and, and get out there and, and learn. And again, as always, if you have questions about us hunting or uh, reach out to us, we, we want to hear from you. Um, but yeah, other than that, Brie is awesome. I don't know if you have anything to add, but it was amazing yeah. talking to you as, as always. Yeah. It was great catching up and chatting life lessons of hunting. <laughs> For sure. We, we, we have to write a book, a Zen and the Art of, the Art of Hunting. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. All right. Good chat. Yeah, good chat. Until next time. If you want to follow us and our adventures, you can find both of us on Instagram. I'm at Bree Allison. That's B-R-E-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. And I am at the life of Alan Titone. Underscores between each word. To check out our offerings, yoga, one-on-one trainings, workshops, retreats, and a recorded library, you can find the info on our website, thehunterandthehippie.com. If you have questions for the podcast, about the podcast, feedback, suggestions, or just want to say hi, or find ways to work with us, our email is thehunterandthehippiepodcast at gmail.com. And don't worry, all of this will be in our show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you weren't tuned out. (laughs) To the Hunter and the Hippie podcast.